I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Did Brian Keller just say that on national TV? Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. Holy macaroni, Shakespeare, and Spironi. You guys, so much has happened. Well, before we even talk about, you know, college football and the first week and all that good stuff that happened, you guys, if you're not following the Instagram, again, I say it every week, you're missing out because so much has happened. So, so much has happened. Step one, things that happened during this week, I've decided to start posting the podcast episodes on their own YouTube channel. So, you know, you people who love to watch me talk to myself or, you know, when we have a guest, like to watch me talk to the guests, you can just see that all there and know that every single content you get over there is a podcast episode. And the content that you get on the Her Sports Convo channel is the things that I want to talk about in sports, like getting into the dirty details and the more contractual businessy sides of sports. So, Make sure you follow both. Subscribe everywhere. We got two channels for you to subscribe to now. Still need to be on the Instagram because you're missing out because I announced that on Tuesday morning. Another thing that happened on Tuesday was Mr. J.R. Smith at the real J.R. Smith on Twitter at Team Swish on Instagram reposted the clip that I posted on Tuesday from last week's episode. I was not fine. I was not okay. I was almost injured, like literally, because I saw the notification, you know, from Instagram. It's like, mm, b- mention you in their story. And I just assumed it was like, you know, how some people will make accounts that kind of use the same name as like the celebrity with the check. No, no, no. And so I was like, okay. And so I was like, okay, you know, it's just someone who's doing that. No, 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 no. Was I wrong? It was the real J.R. Smith. And so I freaked out. And as I freaked out, I was walking down the steps beside the UNC student stores. If you've ever been to our campus, you know, those are some serious steps. And if you don't step on one, you're probably going to lose your life. And so I, you know, almost died. But I caught myself, you know, my athleticism caught me. My guardian angels were really looking out for me today and they caught me as well. And I didn't die, but I almost did. So if JR, if by some reason you're here, hey, make sure you go listen to the whole episode where you heard I, you know, threw you a bone and say you should come on because you really should. I mean, we have a good time over here. Aside from all the drama that's happened in our, you know, personal her sports convo universe, college football. Oh my goodness, college football. It's been a first week. They really stuffed it all into week one. And I have a feeling next, well, next week, this week, this week, we're going to call it this week, week two. How about, how about we just call it week two? So week two is going to be I feel like it's going to be kind of boring because they stuffed all the drama into week one. Um, where do we start at? Let's stop at the top. We're going to start at the top, work our way down from most important to least important. I know you probably shouldn't do that. This is not going to do well in the retention, but I don't care. UCLA and LSU, Lord, let me tell you, when I, I'm going to be straight up if you happen to be a UCLA fan. When I saw that they were playing each other, I'm like, wow, UCLA really set themselves up for the okie doke. Little did I know it was LSU who was setting them own self up for the okie doke. I mean, like, the score was like 38 to 20. 
UCLA beat LSU, you know, Ed Orgeron and Tigers against UCLA. Like UCLA. The Bruins, the the team, the Bears, their mascot. I was so shocked. And I know UCLA beat Hawaii in their actual home opener. But like it was like Hawaii, you know, everyone was like, oh, you know, they're obviously better than Hawaii, but they're not going to be LSU. I was one of those people. And Lord, was I wrong. By so much was I wrong. And they came out and they showed me and everyone else that UCLA is here to like make a stand. Like at this point, I'm like Pac-12 champion UCLA. If you're not in the internet sphere, then what are you doing? One, two, did you see that Mr. Ed Order on the coach for LSU when he was coming into the stadium, he said, like, I'm ready for you, sissy blue shirt people. And um, the LSU TikTok social media team, they really took that and ran with it once they, you know, beat them down into the ground real good. And did they not do that very well? They made a little came over shot where they were dancing after the game, put the score up there, put his soundbite up there, and they even changed their Twitter banner to Sissy Blue Shirts. Like, when I say that's a read, that was a read. And I mean, if it was me, I would definitely run with it. You have to run with it when you beat them in the fashion that you beat them. And as well, because they were, you know, saying it with their chest puffed out. And little did they know, you know, you have Mr. Joe Burrows no more. They, what, like... I would even understand that if they said it last year when, you know, Joe Burrow was just gone. But you had a bad season last year. So you thought, you know what I mean? Like, like you had a bad season last year. It weren't like Joe Burrow just left and you didn't know how your team was going to be after Joe Burrow. Like, you saw what happened last year. You saw that y'all took it real hard. You did a straight nosedive. And... You're just still going to make those comments. I don't, I don't think that was very smart on Ed Orgeron. But, I mean, while we're here talking about LSU and their lackluster performances in the past few seasons and in week one, I think Ed Orgeron got really lucky. I think he got really lucky. He got Joe Burrow on the team. He had Jamar, Jamar Chase. He had Jamar Chase. And all those guys, they blended well together. They played well that one year, and they won a national championship. I think he was a very lucky man to be in that position he was for LSU to win that national championship. He's not going to make it past 2023. If they have another season like they had in 2021, I don't think he's going to make it past this season. Because LSU, they got used to winning. They got used to having Joe Burrow and winning that national championship and running the SEC like they did for that one year. And even before that one year, they were competitive in the SEC. They were not competitive in that game against UCLA. Like it was it was like UCLA was the SEC team and the LSU was the like Pac-12 team that hasn't really performed well in the past years. It just it wasn't what people expected and it wasn't what I personally knew. I know the LSU boosters were not happy about it. The ADs got so many phone calls when he went to work on Sunday, Monday and or Tuesday and now they're kind of just sitting around figuring it out. I'm not saying Ed Orgeron is a bad coach. I'm saying he might not be the right head coach in college football for a program like LSU. I think he would be more of a Midwest Big Ten kind of coach. Midwest Big Ten, not like, you know, your Michigan's. I mean, like your 
under the radar in like Nebraska. You know, you know, those kind of Big Ten teams. So, but his personality is way too big to be in the Big Ten because you have to be like calm, mysterious. And Ed Orgeron is very far from calm and or mysterious. So I don't really know what's in the future for him. But yeah, I don't see him lasting long at LSU by any means. Since we're on the topic of coaches who got really lucky, made questionable decisions, we have to talk about Brian Kelly, the coach of Notre Dame. At the end of the Notre Dame-Florida State game that Notre Dame squeaked by by their shining lucky coins, Brian Kelly made a statement that was around the way, something like, um, I believe in executing plans and I believe in execution and maybe we need to execute some of our players. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Did Brian Kelly just say that on national TV? Turns out it was a it's a quote from like an old coach back in the day. Nine times out of nine, you should not be using a quote that somebody used in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, probably even the 90s to describe culture today in 2021 because it's going to be offensive. It's not going to be right. It's not it's going to be very rude. And that was very rude. That was borderline disrespectful. It wasn't even borderline disrespectful. It was disrespectful to say that on national television where you knew everyone was watching because it was on Sunday before Labor Day, which means the NFL wasn't on. Like everyone was watching you and your kids almost lose to Florida State and not execute. Yes. But should he say they should be executed? No. And then like two three I don't even think it was two hours later max two hours later they Notre Dame like came out with a statement it was like you know coach Kelly is so sorry for his words and he tried to quote this man and it wasn't the right thing to do and he apologizes so much for doing it everyone was like okay whatever like like it wasn't right but like most people moved on from it because that's how you know one the internet works two college football works and so choose your words better Brian Kelly because you're already losing your hair like because I know I couldn't have been the only person that noticed like that hair was thinning whatever happened in 2020 has rolled over into 2021 and his hair is probably thinning because he knew what his team looked like before they walked out of there against Florida State and he was like oh my gosh we might lose to Florida State and they were close to losing to Florida State. So maybe that's why his hair was sitting because he knows like his team is not at the points where they were previous in their time, if that makes sense. I don't really think it does. Now for the good thing that happened in that football game was definitely Mackenzie Milton coming out into the field, bringing Florida State back in the fourth quarter to give him a chance in the overtime until homie Mr. Kicker missed it after Mike Norvell called a timeout and iced his own kicker. It just wasn't good. Like, if you're a Florida State fan, why? Why are you still a Florida State fan, especially when it comes to football? Now, if you're over there in basketball, like Lewis Hamilton, he's living his best life. He's getting players drafted, top 10, top 15 every year. I understand the fandom. For Florida State basketball but for Florida State football what are you doing yourself why are you putting yourself through it it's not worth it because I know like 18 people had strokes while watching that football game on Sunday and it was not worth it but if you're here for it you're here for it but Mackenzie Milton did such a great job I mean he went out there 
we all thought he was done for when he had nerve damage and his leg was all different kinds of broken and no one's ever came back from that but he did such an amazing job and I'm not gonna lie when I heard Mackenzie Milton was going to Florida State I was like Mackenzie what are you doing did you forget that Florida State was Florida State but I mean he did his best he led the team back they were right there in it and for some unfortunate circumstances he didn't start which I can understand why he didn't start because they didn't think his leg would last four quarters. I mean, he he had nerve damage in his leg. Like, it was brutal. And no one's ever came back from an injury like that. And especially for it to be his first season back, they didn't want to chance it. But if I was a coach after the second quarter and, like, we were literally shooting blanks, we had, like, six passes in the first half, I would have been like, okay, McKenzie, you can't do any worse. Like, you can't do any worse. So the fact that they waited to the fourth quarter, that was their own fault. And I, I really do think if McKenzie had five more minutes, Florida State would have won that game by 10 points. I, yeah, Florida State would have won that game by 10 points. 100%, no doubt about it. If he had five more minutes, Florida State would have won that game. And it would have been top story on the news. But unfortunately, he did not. And y'all were on the news because y'all were right there beside Brian Kelly saying, um, I want to ex. I should execute my players. So sometimes you can be the main headline, like Brian Kelly was, and sometimes you can be a cliff note, which is Florida State. Which I feel like Florida State definitely is a cliff note and have always been a cliff note. But as we know, Clemson lost, Washington lost, um, LSU lost. So many people lost, and I think the big overall theme for this first weekend definitely was. Your rankings aren't based upon you. It's based upon the team before you. And that was really seen in, as I said, like Clemson, homie couldn't score a point. They, and even Georgia, like no touchdowns in that game were offensive touchdowns. The touchdown that uh, Georgia got was a, you know, pick six, like within five minutes of the game or something like that. And then Clemson had the field goal and then Georgia had another field goal. So, it, obviously, in that game, definitely, Georgia was the better team. They had the better up front. They had the better protection for JT Daniels. But I think, in general, these football teams really need to evaluate themselves this week coming into week two, which I don't think there's going to be a lot of big games in week two. But I think they kind of start back up in week three and week four where they need to look at themselves and be like, we're not ranked – well, aside from Alabama, because, you know, they went out there and they did Alabama thing. So, 2 through 25 really needs to look at themselves and be like, we weren't ranked this number because of us. We were ranked this number because of the people who were before us. And we should thank them for that, but also not rest on our morals and think that Jimbo Bob, who's across the field, is going to be afraid of us because we're ranked seven or nine or 15 or whatever and they're just gonna lay down and die for us so that that would be my biggest takeaway from this college football season that and that some people especially you homies on the internet some people just forget that it's week one college football like the teams that are playing on Labor Day weekend are obviously going to be have the same name and have the same players well some might not even have the same players because some people definitely are going to lose their starting job after this first weekend but they're relatively same players when it comes to week whatever 12 
and when it comes to the bowl season. But I also understand your drastic measures because in college football, it's very known. You lose one game, you're playing in the Billy Bob and Mommy Sammy Bowl game down there in Luke Water, Texas. Like, so I understand your dramatics and why, you know, losing isn't good, especially when it comes to college football. And I think that someone really needs to evaluate that structure, which is why going to a 12-team playoff would be very important and crucial for college football. But we're not going to go down that road today as it's, again, week one. We have so many more weeks to go down that road when it comes to the college football playoffs. But yeah, some people were just like, fire this coach and fire that coach and take him out and do this and do that. And it's still week one. Like a lot of these guys for a lot of these teams either played like three games last season because of Miss Rona or they just didn't play at all last season because they didn't want to get Rona. So they opted out. Or they're freshmen and they haven't played college football ever. So, a lot of things went into this week. Let's be patient with the kids. Let's be very patient with them and wish them the best. And hopefully, you know, week two and on will be better for them. But I have not a lot of faith in what's going to come out of this college football season. It's it's wide open. It's very wide open. You have a few locks and but everything else to me I feel like it's very wide open as you saw this past weekend you had teams losing to FCS team not good if you want to know the difference between FBS and FCS make sure to check out the video I posted two weeks ago on the Her Sports Convo channel and um I talk all about that stuff so if you want to go do that make sure you do that and subscribe while you're there because you know as I always say what are you doing you're behind you caught a lot of Tommy Cross and their coach after it was over he was like I'm gonna retire at the end of the season two days later I'm gonna retire today and the defensive coordinator is gonna take over you know what I mean like when you lose the Holy Cross you really need to evaluate yourself so I I wonder why he stepped down so fast and I feel bad for the kids I mean I would feel some kind of way if I lost a Holy Cross and I'm supposed to be they're not technically a power five, but you know, power five adjacent, you're in the FBS, so you should be beating FCS teams. And that just wasn't the case for a few teams this weekend. They lost to FCS teams. So uh, shout out to those teams for getting their bag and shout out to all these other teams who, you know, were paid to go play these games at these other teams stadium and you won the game and you collected your paycheck. Round of applause for you and all that you've done for yourself, you know, you're really doing big things out here, kids. If you're watching and or listening, because, you know, I don't know how you're absorbing this form of content, then you know today is NFL kickoff. We're getting it started. Let's get it started in here, kids. You got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers playing Dak Prescott and the Cowboys day one. Week one, I'm excited for the NFL season. I think the gates are wide open. It's anyone's chance. I've pretty much watched almost every team's, you know, building the team, getting them ready for 2021 season. I've almost watched every team. My all-time favorite are the Cleveland Browns building the team, even though they are not very consistent on posting their content. And when they don't have a good week or a good few weeks, they just stop making the show in general, which I think is very bad advertisement a way to run your business but that's a different conversation for a different day as well I don't know who's gonna win the Super Bowl because like I don't even want to like give that person 
give that team those players like the automatic okay we're definitely not winning the Super Bowl this year but I do think that the Bucks are going to have another good year I think that if the Bears and the Eagles play themselves well and do what we all think is right by starting the right players and running the right schemes that they could make a run in the playoffs as well but I think I'm so sorry for every single Arizona Cardinals fan. I think the Arizona Cardinals might make a quite deep run this year. Like, I just I just have this feeling, you know what I mean? Like, they had a really good season last year, and that was before they had a preseason. That was before they had any of the things they got this season. And I think the Arizona Cardinals could be a team to watch out for. And they could, you know, really make a run for it. Now... If you're a Steelers fan, I don't have a lot of gusto in the Steelers this year. I think they really had a shot in 2020 with, you know, going undefeated and then losing in the first round. Sorry for uh, my triggering any of you Steelers fan out there. But I think they kind of used a lot of gusto and they got to they gotta do too much this year to work around it. But hey, if they do it, they do it and I'm wrong. But I don't think I am. I don't think I am, but usually I am. So we never know. Guess you're going to have to stick around and find out what happens. That's all I got. I'm putting I'm putting my eggs in the Arizona Cardinals basket for they're going to have a deep run this season. Not necessarily cheering for them because if you're new here, I'm very neutral when it comes to sports in general, especially professional sports. I've been scorned by the Carolina Panthers. I've been scorned by... I don't I don't think I've ever had an NBA team if we're gonna be I really did like the Celtic story like that Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo phase. I know, don't come for me in the comments, please. Let's not talk about it. But after those players left and the team was banished by the Carolina Panthers and they blew up their whole system, I kind of was over it. So I've been neutral ever since for any of you new people here and Let's go NFL. Somebody hit the Carrie Underwood Sunday night ball on NBC. Oh, gosh. Am I going to leave that in there? I think I will. Well, that is all I have for this week. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast yet. Head on over to Instagram and follow at her sports combo to be up to date with all things Her Sports Convo. Check out the Her Sports Convo YouTube channel where I post new videos every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I talk about um, information in sports. What contracts does this mean? Things like why the NFL has divisions, how much practice squad players make, and just fun little things like that. And make sure to subscribe to this channel, like I already said, where I'll be posting new videos every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they'll be your lovely podcast episodes where we talk about every single hot topic that goes on. If you're listening to the audio version, thank you for being here as well. Don't forget to rate. A lot of you aren't rating. I see you out there and you're not rating. Or I hear you out there and you're not rating. And also come over to the YouTube channel too. You can watch and listen. You could be a double dipper. We love double dippers over here. We don't shame double dippers when it comes to her sports convo. Be up to date. You learn everything before Thursday. You learn everything before Thursday if you're not on the Instagram. Shout out to all you guys that gave me so much love and so much comments last week on our one year anniversary. And as always, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the combo. 